Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. I've said that a lot of times, that opening. Yes, I know. It kind of rolls off the tongue most of I the tend, time. Yeah, I tend not to mix it up. I t- I've been trying to like change up my pitch and cadence a little bit. But, mm. uh, what we don't tonight? You know, over 300 episodes. Uh, I think let's just jump into some good old classic click pitch. I haven't done that for a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. We've been doing movies and stuff. but And last week we didn't do any like game design. Right, of course, yeah. Just doing some reviews. So, yeah, uh, this is, I think, Ramped Up Click Pitch, where we each have a random phrase generator in front of us. And on the count of three to one click, we're each going to get an adjective and a noun. And we're going to say them out loud, smash them together, magic up some game designs, and then uh, throw them away and do it again. Sounds good. Three, two, one click. Mm-hmm. Ended motor. Preserving fond. Okay. So this, to my mind, it straight away went to someone in the future, like, digging up an old car. Oh, yes. Like, doing archaeology on, you know, the current day. Like, the current day is their past, mm. and they're finding these artifacts and so maybe it's not just cars. Maybe that's just like the jumping off point. But I, I just really like the idea of come, yeah, coming up with these contraptions. Like you're building new things. It's like scientists of the future trying to figure out how things went together. But of yep. course, it's all completely wrong. Be- because because all, all their current stuff is like super far in advance. They don't. Oh, it's all like nano. Yeah, it's all like nanotech, whatever. Like they don't have to understand how anything fits together because it's all just done for them by super intelligent slave robots. Yeah, that that's kind of (laughs) cool. I I like the idea that you know you play this one scientist who's Mm -hmm. you know um, was digging in his backyard and he found this found this old like. Ford engine sort of thing or this old sort of car and he's trying to put it together in his spare time. Yeah, well, I think- Even And I think like, you, you keep expanding the dig out. Like, you've come across a cache of, you know, it's it's the remains of fucking <laughs> Melbourne or something. Like, it's so, it's actually some massive city it's been built on top of. you got floppy disks, you've got, like, a DVD drive, and they're like, what, what's this? What's this optical <laughs> media? Oh, that's- which would you say? Yeah, somehow it's well because you've got all these nanotech tools as well, right? So it, it might make sense that you're finding these fossils of them, or like, but then you can recreate. Yep. You analyze them and find, oh, here's what it's actually made of. Oh, we can like generate that and and recreate it, and then you've got these things. And yeah, you're yeah. putting them together into some sort of contraption. Uh, so I kind of like the any idea old tech. I, lo- I love the idea that there's any old tech that you can sort of oh, yeah. recreate. <laughs> and you've got like a man cave that is literally all this old, old stuff. Well, I think so. This is, you know, this utopic. Utopic? Yeah. That well, makes, well, that's that the makes, word, I guess. That makes sense. <laughs> if dystopia is dystopic, then uh, it's this utopic world. <laughs> and so everyone has housing and stuff. But and it's these massive, you know, skyscrapers or whatever. But you're on the bottom. <laughs> and it's just like randomly assigned. Yeah. 
but there is a bit of a like prestige thing, you know, even though it's not based on merit. It's kind of shitty to get the, the bottom floor, but that's the but the, that's the reason that you're able to dig this stuff. Like you have, uh, like your garden is the actual soil and yeah. the ground. Whereas, whereas, whereas everyone, everyone else has garden. like synthetic. Yeah, yeah, they've got their like floating gardens out, you know. <laughs> and so that you're sort of building up your own prestige a bit as you make these things and maybe sell them or start using them or whatever you're doing. I, Building I, a reputation. I love yourself. the idea that no one really knows what a wheel is anymore. And so- when No, because everything hovers. Because everything hovers. So it's like <laughs> the idea of, of like the first thing you build is like a bike because that's so easy to yeah. actually do. And it's like, what, two two wheels? This this doesn't seem right. Like, <laughs> But I love you've you've built this bike, but it's got like- a car steering wheel on it. <laughs> its gears are made from an electric can opener that, that is still, like, sticking out the side of it. <laughs> there is a chain that you've got there, but it's, like, uh, you've got, like, uh, the typical sort of, um, like, chain that you put on a fence, you know, and, and with a lock. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's like a barbed wire. It's like a bar- <laughs> oh, yeah, like a like a bike lock, but it's the chain, yeah. <laughs> That's the your chain. Bell, your bell is like an original iPod. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Either that or a cowbell that you hit with a... With a- <laughs> <laughs> dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> dunk. Well, I, I can just imagine... Dunk, dunk. I can imagine the right artist having... <laughs> such a blast coming up with these designs for how the different contraptions could look made of all these different technologies that this person just doesn't understand. I, I'm literally seeing, because I'm working with scriptable objects at the moment, you could just mm-hmm. build a couple of different recipes and say, it needs to be a, one of these type and one of these type and one of these type, and you can put lots of different things within that particular location as long as, you know, that yeah. particular location happened to be, you know, yeah, well, essentially a bell type you could, or- <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. That Yes, essentially you would, um, yeah, have, have these different, as you say, types of objects. So, like, okay, something that's got gears, something that makes noise, something that is in the general wheel shape or whatever. And, yeah, you can just mix and match them in and out of the different slots yeah. of building- a bike and then, you know, a car or a computer or a whatever, <laughs> a radio or, yeah. Oh, and so you, cool. just, you end up with them just all over your little apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, great. I love that. That's cool. Story, let's do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> We're both perfectly for story, let's bring in new recipes and things with them. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else? Is there a story that goes along with this? Like- so, yeah, I mean, I think it's your character's sort of rise, you know. <laughs> Effectively, you're selling out like, on like an Etsy or a- um, or a, Well, I think it's more your eBay reputation. Or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if you're selling them. I think it's more your reputation of now you're, you're an amazing scientist now. You're like digging up this stuff that nobody's ever heard of from this ancient civilization. You're basically like an Indiana Jones or something. Or, uh, you know, Dr. Alan Grant, if you want to go all the way to the <laughs> 65 million years of year. Well, that's, that's one, one of the other things that you, that you dig up is like a, a DVD box set of, um, <laughs> of Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones. Just general, just <laughs> Spielberg. Let's, yeah, let's move on. Propaganda chemist liked composing. 
So, we could go a couple of ways with composing, particularly with chemistry, because it could be composing, like decomposing, building, like mm-hmm. doing something with, with, yeah, decomposition. Or it could be composing, like music, composing a symphony, symphony of maybe you're using like chemicals <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> that relate to different, Make different sounds and stuff. <laughs> so you know that when you mix the green one with the red one, you get an E flat. <laughs> <laughs> that that is kind of interesting. I do like the idea of like you're mixing chemicals, but it's it's not to, it's not to make anything substantial other than like the next part of your musical instrument. And yeah, almost almost a Rube Goldberg machine that goes through smashing different beakers and things to mix stuff <laughs> to play a song. <laughs> so it's almost like it's almost like Mario Music Maker where it's like got a thing that's going along the the track, but it's all this it's all physically simulated. Or it's like one of those have you seen those renders people do of like the ball bouncing along the xylophone? Um, notes that will like play a song. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's just very satisfying. Of it, it hits all the notes at just the right time, but it feels physical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, but with yeah, lots more smashing and mixing of chemicals to create explosions, which are then your like big drums. And <laughs> <laughs> for some reason in my mind, I just got the thought of okay, you've got all these chemicals, so it's a match three game. We <laughs> <laughs> a match three rhythm game. Have we done that? I think we have. You actually have to like match them on the beat. Yeah, that'd be interesting because then it could trigger off like a run of notes or something. Yeah, so, yeah. You're almost composing these different things, and you could have them layer as well. It's like oh, you matched three green ones, so you get a little like melody. But if on the you know the beat. The offbeat or something of that, you match like five red ones, you get a great drum line that goes beneath it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I, really, I love, you know, I love one that you can actually, uh, you've got a power up that you can pretty much, when you click it, you can use it on any two colors. You can mix those two together to mm. create a new color that may, may create a new, get a new riff or something. <laughs> or, yeah. And it, I know it. Or <laughs> I'm just wondering how you do a, a key change or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you get a key change when it's like, a, you know, when you merge two of the things that you get when you merge five. You know how in those match two games, it like clears the whole screen, you get a key change. Okay. What, what, if, what if you actually, you don't have to do it all in rhythm, right? I, I think that may be a little bit too hard to actually make sure that you're doing the right ones. I think maybe it's more it's that, the like- order in which you you broke them that lines up down the bottom and then that gives you the the song that gets created out of it. And if it's- Maybe, although I do like the idea of them overlapping. So, maybe it's more, though, that you, you, you match one and it will start on the next beat that's appropriate for it or something. Mm-hmm. So, it might be like the next- If, you, if it's a 4-4- four, four, beat it might start on the next one you know so that they layer nicely but you still get that sort of feeling of oh as you break them you're actually directly immediately contributing to the song uh, you're essentially like quantizing the the results to 
to where it's going to sound good. Yeah. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to actually see how it would work, whether you can actually, you know, it kind of then becomes a very, very fast paced. Oh my God, I need to find the next one. Otherwise, you know, the music is literally all rests until. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might be that whatever you play. Maybe it might be that whatever you played last is kind of a. Well, because I'm not thinking that each of them are specific, they're just single notes, right? I'm thinking that you break, you break one, like you break a set of three and it gives you a, like a one bar melody. Yeah, but I'm wondering what happens when you inevitably break one and then the next one comes down and that breaks another set of three and then the next one comes down and breaks the next set of three. Yeah, well, they do, they do essentially, (laughs) they either line up or they add up in a sense. So like, it might be that you can have like one melody, one drums, one, you know, bass going at the same time. And so if you break multiples of those in a bar, then they will stack and all start at the next time. But then, yeah, maybe if you've, maybe if you've done two sets of melodies in a row, they stack horizontal, like they stack along the timeline, like they add to the end of the time mm. or something like that. I don't know. It's interesting. Bit different. Yeah. It'd be fun to play with. But- Would be. Probably very difficult to actually make fun. Yes. Three, two, one, click. Speaking of unwise, unwise mm. autobiography. Linked misuse. Ooh. Is this Link's autobiography? <laughs> <laughs> or is this the autobiography of the person who created LinkedIn? <laughs> oh. I'm not sure that's more interesting. <laughs> or is it I, I, li- the biography of Linkin Park? <laughs> um, that could get a bit I, I, I kind of like the idea of what if you're a character who happens to be looking through a library. Okay. And you find your own autobiography. Ooh. Okay. Because, obviously, autobiographies that you haven't done it yourself, I believe. That's yes. done by someone else, so- Well, no, an autobiography is when you have written it yourself. Okay. But I like the it, idea of be- finding an autobiography you haven't written yet. You haven't written like yet. from so the future, basically. From the future, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, just the, the, the different, you know- it's unwise to to read through into the future because, you know, nothing's actually set in stone and you could actually mm. create, you know, paradoxes yeah, so and I that sort of see stuff. This, I could see this being an interesting narrative thing. I think it would definitely have to be just narrative-based. Yeah. It's, I like the it's idea rife of, with mis- misuse. I like the idea of the autobiography starting with, like, my life changed when I found that autobiography in the library. <laughs> it literally starts at that moment. My life changed when I found this book. It literally yeah. starts with, yeah. when, I, when I found this book when- that you are now reading, <laughs> my life changed. And this is the story of what happened. And it's- Yeah. It's like, if you are me, don't read further. <laughs> and then, yeah, like- just playing around with the implications of that with relationships and career and, and money and life with this person. And this is where storylets could actually come in and- Oh, God, maybe, yeah. Because they they change things that are happening later on in the book. 
Right. Because- so it's almost okay. Because so then it becomes almost a like a choose your own adventure book in a way. Yeah, exactly. Where, I mean, like, and, and yeah, storyless can definitely help to map out those sorts of branching narratives. Yeah. I guess you'd have to decide if, is it endlessly branching? I can't remember the term. There's some really good terms for the different graphs of narrative graphs. And one of them is just is like branch off, branch off, branch off, branch off, branch off, branch. Uh, which obviously then becomes very difficult to actually get a lot of depth in because, you know, as we've seen from choose your own adventure books, often a branch will just be shit happens and you die. Go back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the way that, the way that we always used to play it, you know, you stick your finger in the, in the page that you just were and you go to, no, I died and I didn't make that choice. Or it might might lead to another one and you you can, you get at least three or four fingers in there on different pages that you're making your way back through if you're doing okay before you commit to one path. (laughs) (laughs) The worst, the worst one is when, when you've forgotten, like, you you finally chose the path and then you go one one extra and it's like oh no, no both these both these die <laughs> oh shit I don't want to start from the start again I don't remember how I got to here how far back and then you just start reading chronologic like and then not you, chronological like page page you go, by page I'm pretty sure I, I was at two fifty three and you look at two fifty three well, yeah it's no, like I not familiar. read that one ever yeah. before <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but the other choice is to have like branches that then re- rejoin at key points and that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, that that would just come out in the writing of it. But I I, I like the idea of exploring. You know, I mean, what sorts of thing is it? A it's a, it's probably about decisions of do or do I or do I not look this event up in the book to see what's going to happen. Mm. Well, I, I like the idea that you know you take it home with you and. It's you. You go through your normal day, and you re. You can choose to read up on on the day, and it sort of repeats what actually happened for the day because it's sort of talking about things that happened around this date and all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think maybe. I think to- for the first couple of days, you know, you don't go further forward, but then mm. on like the third day, you're you read, and it it makes mention of and this and this would have great. Great aspects, or you know, this would completely change change what happened next with such and such, and it's a character that you've just met, you know, and you can actually yeah. allow it to go a little bit deeper. Maybe have it as you know, it's kind of hard coded at the very start. What's sort of going to happen? Well, and the, then it just the other thing, <laughs> the other thing I just thought of is if you could give an option of saying, "All right, you're going to read the book." What page do you want to skip forward to? And you give them like three options. <laughs> and they're all like, what, regardless of which ones they choose, or like, I mean, they, they, they're not necessarily all consistent with each other, but each of them have these like completely insane things going on. It's like, you know, you cut, jump to page 563. So after I killed my third Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> you know, I was known in the in the community as someone to go to. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, how are we going to get from where we are now to there? But having done that, it actually locks in a narrative path. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like one of the other ones might be something completely different. It's like, yeah, well, after I made my fifth billion dollars, you know, doing 
<laughs> doing <porn>. charity runs. <laughs> <laughs> doing naked charity runs. <laughs> would it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how does my character get there? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, th- I love that idea of it just being so completely different from where you are now. And then you've, as the writers of it, we've actually written some path there that actually does get you there. Yeah. Um. That's that is <laughs> that's kind of fun. That's kind I of I wouldn't want wacky. to have that challenge, and you're bas- you'd basically be writing like three different full narratives, but <laughs> or they're just all the all the same until near the end, and you make a you know this this at some turning point. But that's less fun. <laughs> and then and then that's almost kind of like a uh, if you remember the Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, how you could choose the different ways. You could either go the wisdom path or the action path. Mm. And it sort of changed the middle section of the game yes. on how you got from yes. here to here. Yeah. That could actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of branching options all around that idea of <laughs> you have your own autobiography. That's fine. Cool. Cool. Three, Three two, two, one. Clickety click. Continuing slang. Cheek signature. <laughs> I I think you wake up one day and you got like a signature tattooed on on your cheek. Oh, I wasn't thinking that cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking ass cheek. Yeah, you know how people will get rock stars to sign their various bits. Okay, so <laughs> it's it's a hangover like game in which you wake yeah, up. And I was going to go with dude, where's my car? But yeah, yeah. You go to sit down and you go ow, and then you look and you got <laughs> you this- look in the mirror. And you got this, like, this famous, this famous guy's signature. In fact, yeah. <laughs> it's Elvis Presley's signature. <laughs> it's, wait, are we in the, like- You're in the future, the you're, you're, you're in, the in the current like, day, present. And, and you take a photo of it, and it is actually Elvis Presley's signature. And the rest of the game is- this almost sounds like one of the branches from the previous game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when so once I got Elvis's signature lasered off my butt, <laughs> Elvis's actual signature, and therefore is like, hang, hang on, like, I mean, it, how do you know it's not a really good forgery? I mean, I guess maybe that's the game. The whole game is you trying to track down how you got this thing on your ass, hmm. and you, and you literally go through things like in the Hangover where you, yeah. So, we're thinking, like, point and click. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, it could be a good, like, comedy point and click. It takes place in an office. <laughs> <laughs> you just- You put it in the- In the furthest away from Elvis Presley that you can get. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's no- Like, I mean, including, you know, the mortal plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the barrier between here and the afterlife. <laughs> Well, unless it's like Baba Hotep and you you go to a nursing home and you, you just happen to find- Right. Like- Right. He, right. Of course. I guess there is the whole he faked his death thing. Yeah. How old would he be now? Oh, pretty damn old. When was Elvis? Born. <laughs> 35. So, he'd be nine- He'd be 88. Yeah. That's- That's- that's certainly doable. Yeah. yeah. There's there's something about like just having having you go th- go back through like what happened last night 
and mm. you've got information from like you know where it started and then i think look i think there's definitely a market there for a hangover-esque point and click adventure game i don't yeah. know if it's been done actually i think it has been done because i feel like there's a i think there's like a medieval one about drunk anyway i don't know but i think that doesn't mean it can't be done again and differently yeah and that one didn't include elvis i don't think uh, probably or not. tattoos no. on butt cheeks Mm, I mean, it's hard to say. Dude, why is my ass hurt? That's what's the name <laughs> of the game. <laughs> why does the flesh of my gluteus maximus ache from tattoo pain? <laughs> <laughs> but what's what actually happened? We need to come up with how you did get Elvis. Do you think it is literally you came across an 88-year-old Elvis in some way? Or is it time travel or ghost or... Which one do you think... Which one do you think is, um, is the most plausible? The <laughs> most plausible? Yeah. Because it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most plausible in... Is probably that he's still alive because I don't think ghosts or time travel are more likely. Okay, so I'm going to go with one that you have time traveling ghost, and that is that Elvis is actually an alien being, and he happened to revisit last night, right. and you you caught him, and he goes, "Okay, I suppose you want a signature then." Yeah, but the, it's all the, I've got the, is a tattoo gun. Like, the abduction, um, <laughs> the abduction beam, the abduction beam actually just leaves that mark on the skin at when it picks you up. <laughs> but then to cover it up, it's actually, to cover it's up actually- past abductions, he made it his signature. <laughs> it only vaguely looks like the name Elvis Presley, it's but like- because of that vague like resemblance, that's even why he named himself Elvis Presley when he came out into the public eye to be famous for a while, and and and, and he. He literally says, have you seen the show The Good Place? You know how it's like Jeremy Barrowme is only called that because it kind of looks like that? Yeah, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> Just ref- very meta referencing um, and existing yes, properties. And yes, the I is, is like Tuesdays and June. <laughs> the dot in the yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. And then it just plays that whole episode of The Good Place to make sure you've got the context for the joke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Last one, I think. Okay. Timed soul, but it's S-O-L-E. So, we guess like the fish or the soul of a shoe? Soul of a shoe, which kind of works well with my susceptible museum. It's okay. a museum heist game. Yeah, a shoe museum. Well, I was thinking that you're just a, you're just a cat burglar and- you know, you got to sneak, and that's why you got so- you got to choose the the right soul for the um for the for the type of um, <laughs> right. You've got type your, of ground, and <laughs> you've got your stupid like you can upgrade your gear and get like a plus two to silence on your soles of your shoes. Yeah, the all that crafting stuff that just everybody hates now because it's in every game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all the way down to the point of you know what you know what works really well for grip. Cork. If you put cork on your soul, 
Cork walks really well for grip, but not for noise because it like squeaks as it runs across the floors. It's good for carpets. <laughs> okay, I think you are also stealing shoes, though. Or at least one of the things you're stealing is like precious jeweled shoes. And then you can choose to use them in your subsequent heist. <laughs> they're they're not good. very good. They're very loud, but they look great and they're very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for some reason the the first shoe that came to mind was um agent 86's shoe phone from oh, the shoe <laughs> from get smart yeah, it's a pop co- it's shoes throughout pop culture <laughs> so ruby slippers could- and <laughs> ruby slippers the back to the future like nike's auto lace up things the auto lace which up they things. actually made yeah, it's the, it's just the ones they like. They don't actually do the cool lace up properly and stuff. No, they, they, it's just, they're just the just the new ones that they made in the last couple of years. Which yeah, you know. I don't know what other famous. There's some kinky boots in there. <laughs> <laughs> just to think of other pop culture shoes. <laughs> um, I, I like the idea that Fred Astaire's tap shoes. Yeah, but when you get the ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz, yeah, you're. You realise that they just spray painted like. Mm. Originally, they oh, were oh. the silver slippers, which are actually in the book of the Wizard of Oz, and they just spray painted them red because it looks better. But it turns out that no, they were originally still the silver slippers. They just then yeah, what, this now is it's all red, in, it's just there's rubbish. extensive law yeah. and background on each thing you yeah. steal, uh, and then you can watch all of uh, Wizard of Oz for context. So you may. <laughs> <laughs> include all the movies that they're from. He hid, hid an Easter eggs, and we hope that one's going to sue us. It's just, just MP4s, a- heavily compressed MP4s. No, they're real media. It's just real media. Just, yeah, no, because nobody's looking for those anymore. Nobody's going to detect them in there. Yeah, and Good old each RM one is like files, whatever seventy six meg, so you know they're shit quality. Oh yeah, yeah. You can barely. You, the only thing you can tell is when it goes from black and white to color. Because <laughs> the giant it's like pixels seven change. pixels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw a yellow pixel. That must be the yellow brick road. <laughs> oh god. That's All right. Just, well, I. That's freaking I think, hilarious. I think that's. I think that's the end of the episode. <laughs> If you would like to find the rest of our episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check them all out. Shoot us a review. Tell us what you thought. Uh, if there are any, let us know what famous shoes we should have included in that game that we didn't think about. Yeah. Uh, if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. You can find it at kuradust.bandcamp.com for free. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. And I'm stealing Iron Man's repulsor boots. Bye! (laughs) 